Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything that you need is at your headquarters for sports betting. That's Bet Online. Head to the website right now, use your mobile device, sign up, get a 50, that's 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, that's BLEAV, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Come on, there's no need to hesitate. Bet Online, where the game starts. I understand it's not something comfortable to talk about, like your sexual function or your sexual performance. But don't sell yourself short. It is important. But you know what else is kind of important? Not being totally embarrassed by going to a pharmacy or having to deal with a doctor when you're talking about prescriptions when, with some of these drugs to help you perform up to snuff in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in, okay? It is the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the price. And the best part is, is you don't have to deal with anybody. It comes right to your door. You're never ever gonna be as happy as you are now to see the postman coming when you know that the package for your package is right there, all thanks to Blue Chew. Do yourself a favor, head to bluechew.com, use the promo code LIKES, get your first month for free and see what I'm talking about because you deserve to have the best sex of your life. And thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring this podcast. I hope you're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. <laughs> yes, bitch! Ah, you've arrived. How lovely. I'm Mikey who likes... You are you who is liked. This is the show, Mikey Likes You. Uh, got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. First and foremost, I want to say thank you, Bet Online. Thank you, Blue Chew. Thank you, First Detachment, the single greatest source of nutritional supplements on the planet. This is very Trumpy of me. The single best source of nutritional supplements. This is Trump esque. I don't do a Trump. Everyone thinks they do a Trump. It's like Seinfeld or. Bill Clinton, like you don't even have to be a good impersonator. People just go, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, make America great again. Or Seinfeld, oh, oh, oh. no one, but no one, you know, Jay Leno. Hey, Everyone, I don't do Trump. I don't do a good one. Shane Gillis does a good Trump. I don't do that. I can f- phone in an Obama. Anyway, best nutritional supplements on the planet. First attachment. They make the best stuff there is, honestly, and I mean that. And um, you're not getting... Uh, you know, bargain deals. You're getting high quality ingredients like uh, highly branched cyclic dextrin and essential amino acids shuttling right into your muscles during the intro workout usage of field rations, a product I highly recommend. The greatest pre-workout there is. The WTF, um, the shred stack is all you need. You get the pre-workout, get yourself a little bit of the go pills, the best fat burning aid you can get because it is designed by someone who's messed with them all. That's Mr. Justin Harris. Um, I love it. I, I has a little bit of Yohimbe, just enough to help you with that adipose tissue and mobilization of it, but not enough to make you feel weird. Anyway, 
Go check it out. Use the code Mike10. Save yourself some money. Alrighty. My Patreon. It helps me do this podcast because without it, I don't make enough money via ads, especially because not enough of you are watching or downloading and listening and liking and doing all that stuff. So if you can, by the way, a huge percentage of you enjoy the show but aren't subscribed, go ahead, subscribe on YouTube. Go ahead, get yourself downloading stuff on uh, whatever app it is that you use to listen to the podcast. Like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Please help a brother out. All right. Uh, here's the deal. My Patreon. There is three separate tiers of patronage. And it just gives me three different levels of helping you out. And I try my best. I really do. I get a lot of... I, I have a hard time with, with this aspect of the pay, Patreon in that... The top tier, it allows me, the ride or die, to be your your man, your personal trainer, your nutritionist, your kind of coach on the way to getting and achieving your physique goals, your health goals, right? I get so many awesome um, kind of customer reviews and endorsements and top tier clients of mine that say really amazing things or have these before and after pictures and this stuff. And, and a lot of them are so meaningful to me that I ha- I can't, I won't use them. When people say certain things about how I've helped them, it's it, super impactful for me. It, it means a lot. But on top of that, like I, I immediately get to this position where I go, I, this is not a commodity. Okay, that's the, the, the testimonials I've been getting recently and i i say to myself like i someone telling me this and being this vulnerable and 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 being this honest about how um, the service i provided a it it means too much to me for me to then try to like cap exploit it somehow right but on top of that i realized this is not this is not a hey thank you i lost 10 pounds this is not something i can then use as a testimonial and feel comfortable about it so i'm kind of losing out on this trend of fitness influencers just really blowing up and taking off on it, you know? In the same way that I've been, uh, you know, I of course, I believe in first attachment, but it's been a while. I've had a lot of supplement companies come my way and offer to have me endorse their stuff, you know? And I don't want to um, because it feels weird. And I spend so much time telling you guys about how supplements aren't really necessary, and they aren't. But they can certainly help if everything else is in order. And the ones that can help, you pay a lot for, and they are a very select thing, and they take a lot of really well-thought-out engineering. And that's why when First Detachment came along, I was like, yes. Well, the same thing goes with, like, the Patreon and any of the exposure of this show. There's a, there's a, there's a grind that comes with it, and it's not a, this is not a derogatory statement. There's a grind that comes with, like, self-promotion, and I am not good at it, and I don't like it. I mean, I genuinely feel poopy about it, and um, a lot of that's me, and I need to get over it. I need to, uh, you know, I, I can confidently say it's not, like, a work ethic thing. It's just that I am not a good salesperson, and I'm super not a good salesperson for something that, Involves like I'm, I can't sell myself to sit. I hate having an agent. I hate having a manager. Uh, I don't want to call them, not because I don't like them. I 
I hate the whole message of like, I, we got to go sell you. And uh, it's stupid because it's affected me in my career. I, I don't want to reach out. I have, a, I have had two reels made, you know, where you send it out to people who potentially want to hire you. You send your, your TV reel. And I've had two of them made. And this, this most recent one was like really extensive and quite expensive. And, and from what I understand, quite good. I, I haven't watched it. Never once in my life. Uh, and that's beyond like humility. There's a weird kind of self-esteem issue with that. I've never seen myself on TV. Uh, yeah, I've never watched myself back on television. In passing, like my parents have been watching like when I like access Hollywood or something and I'll come over to my parents' house and they'll be on, or I'll get home from doing a show and my wife will watch it and she'll watch it in the, but I leave, I've never sat down and watched myself. People are always like, I, you know, what'd you think of that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, I've never watched dancing with the stars ever. And uh, even people were like, even your part, I've, I've never watched the show. I want, no, that's a lie. I watched Steve-O for like a half an episode and even because I wanted to support Steve-O. And I, even then I was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Long-winded way of saying like, I believe in the product. I believe in my service. Uh, I, 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 I don't fault anyone for not finding out about it or getting exposure to it or getting sold on the idea of like, oh, am I going to spend $120 a month? on something when this guy doesn't seem all that enthusiastic about it. I am quite enthusiastic. I have a real limitation when it comes to telling you about it. All right. So uh, it's funny that I, I let off with that because today's episode is going to be about a, a very peculiar but very unique and I, I think important psychological and emotional aspect that is tied in with fitness and things like that. But this absolutely carries over, as as do most things that I talk about on this show. It is abs- it's a it's a fitness show, right? But it's so rare that I talk about very kind of monolithic fitness and health ideas. It's usually something that bleeds over from almost all aspects of life because that's kind of why I got so into fitness in the beginning. It was my prism to kind of bleed over and look and analyze everything in life. Okay, and this very there's a lot of clarity to getting in shape or trying to get in shape more so than probably any other physical endeavor. Okay, because there was always like a hundred pound dumbbells always going to be 100 pounds. Today, tomorrow, when I'm in a good mood, when I'm in a bad mood. If I have a good coach, if I have a bad coach, if I have a terrible training partner, if I have no training partner, if I have the best training partner in the world, either way, nothing changes on the, on that end. And lifting weights for me gave me that clarity and it, it made it so easy to apply that and develop self-control and will and, and perseverance by using this really clear, very direct kind of relationship in martial arts in baseball, you fill in the blank of very physical things outside of just lifting weights, okay? You could have 
a horror, you could walk into the worst jujitsu academy in the world and you don't know, right? You're maybe you're white, you've never even trained before. You want, you just want to get in shape. You want to learn how to take care of yourself, right? You walk into a local academy and it's the worst academy ever. And you're getting terrible coaching and there's a bunch of bullies there. Maybe uh, there's like two or three other clients and they're all 20, 240 pounds and they're, you know, brown belts that used to wrestle in college and they don't have any toler they don't have any patience for you and they just smash you over and over again and then you get your whole thing turned off right that has nothing to do with like showing up and putting in the work you get a new job you're a very good attorney you passed the bar first time and you went to a great law school but your first job you get hired by a crook who he or she is just manipulating the justice system right and forcing you to do these terrible and my point being is like there's a million outside factors and everything else you'll do that separate your ambition, your talent, and your will from the results, right? There's your boss and your parents and your wife and your this. And when it comes to lifting weights, 225 pounds on a barbell is always that. And it, there's no other outside factor that changes that. How well you do in the gym that day, sure, there's a million, you could, the stress of your job, your family, uh, you didn't sleep last night, fine. I'm talking about you're getting what you're sold, no matter what. And how good you get and the results you get is directly related, directly, nothing else in there. There's no mixture. It is, I put in this much effort. I have this much self-control to recover the proper way and, and, I'm, and I can't lift this weight. It's too heavy. But by God, in six weeks, six months, six years, I will be able to. In fact, there may come a time where this is like, First set warm up, 50%, one rep max. Right now, I can't lift this, but it, I will practice lifting it and I will ascend to that. And in a very Sisyphusian way, you, you get stronger, and then there's another next weight is heavier, and you're like, shit, I can't lift this. Well, I couldn't lift 225, but now I can lift 500. Okay? Can't lift 505, but I will. My God, I will. But my point is, is like it, it graduates in difficulty, even though you get more and more strong. There's always that. And it's like, you know, like Sisyphusian, like I said, you can push that rock up that hill. Eventually, once you push that rock up that hill and you do that for one rep, you're like, oh, now I got to keep going. <laughs> the the mountain climber who gets to the the peak that he thought was the top and it's really just a plateau. And he's like, oh, no, there's, you know, and that's kind of beautiful, Mike, because it's never ending. And it's very clear. And I'm voluntarily doing this. No one forces me to go to the gym. No one. Never happened. Not once in my entire life. Has anyone said, this, listen, we have a real problem here. You you need to go to the gym. To, I, I, most of the time, uh, I don't want to. Not only do, do, do I not have anyone forcing me, a good percentage of the time I'm too tired or I don't feel good or I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm burnout or I'm starting to recognize my age. Fill in the fucking blanks. I don't know. But I do it. And I expose myself to it voluntarily. And when I get there, whether I'm here in Texas, whether I'm back home in Los Angeles, whether I'm in Europe, whether I'm in uh, the Kalahari I don't know how many 
big old fully functional commercial gyms they have in the Kalahari. But my point being, when I get in there, guess what? 45-pound plate, going to weigh 45 pounds in the ballpark, right? I'm sure there's chips and shit that come off of uh, And it's just going to it's gonna be exactly the type of resistance that I'm aware of, and there's nothing in there that's going to get in the way of that. And I can keep grinding away. And it's directly related to how much effort I put in. And I will tell you, more so than anything, probably the, the entertainment industry is uh, at all fat. Even if you're a Z-lister like me or you're Christian Bale, uh, uh, it, there's never been anything more unrelated to just how hard you work and how talented you are, <laughs> right? Like there's probably Daniel Day-Lewis, the Meryl Streep level actors that we've never heard of because they didn't have the right agent or they didn't kiss the right ass or blah, 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 blah. And they worked their ass off, you know? And I know comics, man. God, there's comics that are so freaking funny and they grind and they didn't get the rub and it's just, that's the way it works out. It has nothing to do with how hard they work. has nothing to do with how good they are. But that's not the way it is ever, 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 ever with your physique, Right? It's not the way, man. You know that. You know that going in. And that's what you got to recognize. The beauty of that is that you're given very few things in life where that's the case. Being a parent, if being a parent was based all on how much you wanted to be a good parent, most everybody, I mean, unless you're a sociopath, like most everybody be the, the best parent ever. My parents love me and they try and they really would love to be, to do everything they could to be the best parent ever. And I'm, and they, and that didn't work out that way. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying I was traumatized, but my point being is like, it has nothing to do with like how bad you, because there's so many outside factors. Who, I, I don't, I want to meet you actually. If you, are a person where you're like, I don't really want to be very good in bed. I'm not really at all concerned with how much my lovers enjoy my, 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 my sauce, right? It doesn't matter. No, if you were to ask most anyone who's got a level head on their shoulders, and you said, how would you like to be, do you want to be impressive in the bedroom? You go, well, most people are like, fuck yeah, I, would, I want to. I didn't say, are you or are you not? Just, just in a moment of honesty, if you were to say, do you want this? Everyone would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe them. I do. I want to be good to my wife in the bedroom. I want it badly, desperately. I can't tell you if I am or not. If I was a bet man, I'd have to say no. No, that's not true. I'm just being weirdly... Like, I'm not saying I'm the greatest ever, but I'm pr probably uh, enjoyable because I really try, right? But really trying and really wanting means shit a lot of times in, in a lot of aspects of life. But, the, the, okay, this is a long way of saying it because I am passionate about this. Divorce yourself from this idea that I have to lose this amount of weight or I have to look this way or I am not successful. Divorce yourself from this food is bad, this food is good, and I have to eat good or I, and if I eat bad, I, I have screwed up, okay? 
really learn to like analyze and fall in love with this beautiful, clear process. If I can resist temptation uh, a, good, a good amount of the time with the food that I eat and eat these foods or eat a, a, a regulated amount of these foods and avoid eating these highly palatable processed foods, right? I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to gain muscle mass and I'm going to lose body fat and I'm going to change and alter for the better for a, a longer life, for a healthier, happier life. I'm going to alter the way that I feel and look. That is, that is true. And it doesn't matter if while you're doing it, your wife's fucking cussing you out or if your wife's blowing you and it doesn't matter if your kids are driving you up the wall or if your kids are like writing you a love letter about what a great mommy or daddy you are. It doesn't matter if your boss is a cock-sucking prick or a cunt. It doesn't matter if your boss is the best person that you know. If you, you know that by following three or four simple rules with your diet, weight loss or muscle gain will happen. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And you know that if you regulate your recovery and you train hard in certain ways and you consistently do it, you continue, you will get stronger, you will get fitter, you will look better. That, that is a given. And it doesn't matter how miserable anything, there's so few meaningful outside factors. And you, especially as time moves on, and we and technology and our awareness of people around us and our dopamine gets all desensitized from how engaged we are with everyone else. This is you need to cherish that. You need to fucking cherish it because there is so more like there's very few things. There's a real dearth of things like that that provide you that level of clarity and that level of like meaningful attachment and result return on investment that's unmolested by these outside forces okay it's 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 just something i wanted to like hammer home is that stop thinking of weight loss or health changes or muscle mass gain or performance gain as being this byproduct of a really uh, torturous, really negative, unfavorable thing that you 
Just do because you have to. And you're not even really sure if you're going to continue doing it. You've always been kind of, you're tired and you don't want to be that guy or that gal. Fuck, stop looking at it as this chore. And this is not meathead kind of corny meat. I'm saying really take a second and analyze. This is a gift. Whether you are me, who's been training his whole life and really like Monterey's diet and, and still wants to like kick it up a notch and you're getting older or you're someone who's like profoundly overweight and never exercised and never ate right ever in your entire life, never even been concerned with food and then you just make that decision somewhere in the back of your mind. You're like, you know what? I, I'm going to do this, okay? Don't think of it as like, well, now I have to engage in all these terrible things. No, no, no. Be like, okay, this is it. I am accepting the gift. The gift of the really, maybe the one thing. I'm not saying it is the one. I'm saying maybe one thing. It's definitely one in a limited, limited, very narrow group of things that you have where it's very clear. It's like, I put in this effort, I get these results. I don't have to have someone discover me. I don't have to have someone, you know, give me access to anything or approve of me. I don't have to have any type of social value or currency. I don't have to have any type of religious affiliation. There's nothing. I don't, my parents don't have to say yay or nay. My boss or the, or the, you know, the, the county judge nothing gets in the way of you saying i want to start training i'm gonna i'm going to change the way i eat therefore it is a boot and then results happen it's a it's a it's a ebb and a flow sure but you can decide tomorrow i want to go to law school well okay ah do you have any money? Do you have the ability to get student loans? Have you graduated high school? Have you, 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 you get what I'm saying? Are you uh, a, a poorer person with a real limitation when it comes to social standing? Therefore, you probably won't get into a good law school. You know what I'm saying? It's not like junior college. It's not like saying I'm just going to go to college. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? There, there's, there's. A million freaking factors, man. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, if whatever your race, creed, whatever your gender, whatever your feeling about your gender is, whatever your sexual proclivities are, none of it matters. If you want to do this, here is the amount of discomfort that is provided for you. Engage in this discomfort. Keep coming back and it will work. There's it's freaking crazy and it's beautiful it's really really beautiful in that regard the experiential aspect of it is quite rewarding so much more so than the abs or the booty you know what i'm saying and those things by the way i'm starting to get a little upset about the fact that like those things are really rewarding too <laughs> Okay, I, I, I don't like the fact that, you know, this is, a, by the way, this is a little bit more female. At least I see it in that way. And it makes a, it makes a lot of sense. I follow about 10 male fitness influencers. I probably follow about 300 female ones. And that's boner. That has nothing to do with the quality of their, uh, of their work, right? But I do see 
Here's the thing. If a girl is maybe not necessarily the most in shape and she puts herself out there, it's you go, girl. It absolutely should be. It absolutely should be. If a girl's in beautiful physical condition and she starts putting it out there, then she's a fucking uh, attention-seeking whore. And the majority of the people that follow her and make her rich are straight dudes, <laughs> right? It's me, right? But that, you know, I'll never forget, like Lizzo did a, a pregame performance for uh, the Super Bowl. And this is not, this, this is 0% negative for anyone involved that I'm talking about. I'm just, it was an observation, okay? I'm at a Super Bowl party. This is uh, whatever Super Bowl uh you know, two, two Super Bowls ago. I remember it was, I think it was mid pandemic. And Lizzo did a pre-show performance. Maybe it was at the Pro Bowl. Either way, it was like in the same 24 hour period as the Super Bowl. Lizzo does this. And the response was like, oh my God, queen, you know, and fine. She's great. She's very talented, right? Lizzo's a larger person, right? And she was wearing a kind of a revealing thing and dancing around and everything. I, I was actually, Unrelated to what I'm going, where I'm going with this, I was actually very impressed. Uh, I was not super familiar with her music, but I remember being like, "Well, this girl's definitely got talent and like a wealth of charisma." All right, cool. What about my day? Halftime show comes around. Now, like I said, this is within a 24-hour period of this Lizzo performance, right? Shakira and J Lo are duetting, and they both look unbelievable. J-Lo especially has never been hotter in her life. I mean that. Money Train J-Lo and Living Color Fly Girl J-Lo. Uh, 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 the Clooney movie J-Lo. Uh, what's the name of that goddamn movie? Good film. Uh, anyway. J-Lo. Jenny from the Block video. She's attractive. She's flaming hot now. Okay. All the response I saw from females was like desperate old women. Look at them. Oh God, it's so sad and pathetic. I was like, what? What's going on with that? That's got to make girls feel pretty poopy about it because, um, barring the genetic freaks of the world, all these girls that I follow on Instagram and uh, and 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 work out in their booty shorts or their tight Lululemons. Um, worked really hard to get there. Really hard. Really hard. Even if they're born thin. Like, it takes an exceptional amount of effort to do it, right? And these guys that are shredded out there and they, they dress like fuckboys, I don't care. There's nothing. My point is, is that when you're out there and you're a guy who's maybe not in the best shape and you see this person on Instagram and he's like, oh, look at this douche. The, the reality is, is like, he, he wants to show that off. I do sometimes because it's really hard to do. It's really hard. And it's not necessarily important. It's not like going to med school. It's not like it's not like uh, proving someone's innocence who's on death row. I mean, you know, it's not going overseas to fight in the United States military, but it's it takes a lot of effort and a prolonged level of effort. And it takes a lot of dis uh, voluntary discomfort. So if you want to be proud of that, you should be. And it takes way more, in my opinion, 
this, the, the, these massive body transformations, because I'll be very honest with you, I look a million times better than I did when I was not training and eating right, right? And I'm a million times more proud of my physical appearance. But I was never really fat. Ever. I was never, ever, like, I was out of shape for my standards. I, I was pudgy, and I was like, I don't like this. I don't think women find this very appealing, and I uh, don't feel very good about myself. But I was never maybe more than 10 pounds overweight, ever, by any, like, BMI, normal BMI index, okay? So it's really not that crazy. When I see some of these people that are, like, adults and super, super overweight, and they're like, nah. I can't take this anymore. And they just chip away. Boom, boom. And they keep coming back. It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And you're goddamn right. They should show off their body when they get to wherever the point that they, they want to show it off. And you should be proud of yourself. And it's not that corny. And it's not that cheesy. Yes, it's not winning a Nobel Prize for some medical discovery. It's not uh, inventing some life-saving, um, you know, military device that's going to be you know prevent thousands from dying because it's it's such a great defense mechanism it's not it's not okay you're not Jonas Salk you're not Oppenheimer because you got a pair of abs but it takes hard work and more importantly in the whole kind of context of this whole show is that it takes personal decision making there's nothing no one can make you do that shit. Now, in fact, most people will try to fucking stop you because people are very, very threatened by someone else ascending above their mediocrity. And it's no, it's never been more shown than when it comes to getting in shape. If you have a husband or a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a network of friends who is really upset with their health and their appearance. You are almost guaranteed to have a bunch of people stand in your way when you decide you're like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to start uh, I'm gonna start eating better and going to the gym. You will have a lot of naysayers. You will have a lot of people be like, oh, you fucking pussy. You, you self-absorbed cunt. By the way, you're fat. You're never going to be thin. That, you, the nastiest side of people come out. Because it's a weird self-reflective thing for you to do. And it's a weird personal decision. Because like I said, society will shame you. Society may look at you differently. Of course, you may not get as much interest from the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever sex you're interested in, right? <coughs> you will have people make fun of you, right? If you're overweight and you're, you're a kid. It sucks. I'm sure it fucking, it's horrible. But that's, that's just shitty people being shitty. That doesn't motivate you in the way that you have to be to sustainably do it for a long period of time. That's something inside you. And people get really freaking threatened by that. Like freakishly threatened by that. Because they inevitably look at it like, well, they're doing something that I just don't have the gall to do. They're doing something that I, ha I, don't, I don't have the guts, okay? And uh, all the, 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 the hipsters and the overweight Hesher fucking, you know, skate punks and, uh, that will clown you for making 
proper health choices or, or choices to change the way you appear for the better, right? It's just take a moment, press pause, right? And think about what someone is saying when they make fun of you for going to the gym or eating healthy. Or give you crap for it. It is as crazy as Tony Soprano being so scared to let it out of the bag that he was seeing a psychiatrist. Because who knew what his other goombas would say about him trying to get in touch with like his feelings and emotions, right? It was a part of machismo, and a part of it was that they're fucking idiots. They're fucking idiots that are so insecure. Extreme machismo oftentimes comes out of insecurity. That's what you see. This is the entire point of American Psycho, which is so funny because American Psycho was always looked at as this like misogynistic book and movie. It's the most scathing indictment of macho kind of toxic masculinity there is. It's the most scathing. The movie itself couldn't have been as good as it was if it wasn't made by a woman. Two women, actually. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a scathing indictment of these guys who have to make lots of money and appear beautiful and buy the best suits and live in the nicest place because they're so weak inside. And that's, there's a real problem when you have people holding you. If, the people who try to impose their own fear of ascending through that, that just marsh of mediocrity. They, 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 they're so scared and they, they so loathe the fact that they never will or have done that that they will absolutely fuck with you. And it says something about you and about them. My whole thing, and I know I got a little verbose and I got a little flowery with it. My whole point was I'm really tired of people looking at this as something that is just a torture that narcissists apply to themselves because they have the time and the money and the luxury. It does, it's not about that at all, at all. It's not about that. And the body positivity bullshit, it's not about that either. Just love yourself, even if you're fucking 200 pounds overweight. It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what the society's trying to tell you to be. Thin. No, it has not, actually, that's not true at all. You should love yourself, regardless of what size you are, regardless of how you look in the mirror, regardless if you're scrawny, if you're jacked, if you're thin, if you're fat. I, that has nothing to do with it. What I'm saying to you is that there is a gift available to all of us. It's right there in front of you. And if you analyze this, admittedly, at times suffering, this self-imposed discomfort, this gift is yours and it's yours forever. And it, and it just makes you feel better about yourself. And there's nothing, no social pressure. There's no boss. There's no judge. There's no parent. There's no teacher. There's no shitty coworker. There's no evil stepmom. There's no ex-wife that can get in the way of it. Because 225 pounds will always be 225 pounds. 
and it will always provide that amount of resistance. And a 45-pound dumbbell will always be 45 pounds, regardless if your ex-wife's a fucking cunt or if she helps you, she gives you her kidney. Do you give people kidneys? I think it's what you give people, right? I know it's not the liver. You only got one of those. Do you get what I'm saying, fucko? All right. In this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini-fridge. It's a mini-fridge. It's a mini-fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.